Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. So you want to scream it at the top of your lungs, but then claim that no reason. So what you're right. doing is you're gaslighting your own party, saying that they're not reasonable. That's right, but it's it's it turns Fox News into a series of The Simpsons, right? right. Like, don't take you're not you're not living your life based on the philosophies of Family Guy, right? So you right. shouldn't be doing it in the fictional entertainment industry of Fox News. But that's where we are. Is, is that where we are. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. Because the world. that is because how it works. Is how the it average works. American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. The problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. conscience. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 of people... Just 10 people. What your rights are. What your rights are. And each one of those people changed the lives of another ten people. And another ten. This is the beginning. It is not the finale. And that's why we're here. And that's why we rally. And you can change the entire population of the world. Eight billion people. If you think it's hard to change the lives of ten people, change their lives forever. forever. We've got to be that something that Arnold Tornby, the historian, refers to as a creative minority. You're wrong. Then others will show then others up. Will also, show what up. about no children dying? That's kind of nice. That's kind of nice. Liberation. It's an internal. It's an internal. Of speaking the of truth. Speaking the truth. But their children were saved, and their children's children. children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. Adam, guess what? Yes. We're recording. Ryan. Ryan, guess what? (laughs) What? We are in effect. We're in (laughs) effect. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? After you change it? it? Welcome. To public All right, access. we're back. Sorry, that was the top of the hour thing, so I just had to... Nice. I, so I have a question for you. <clears throat> Let's welcome, hear it. Welcome back to Public Access America. I want to start, I wanna start uh, talking about this more and expanding on this idea, because I think it's cool. And I, I struggled on which idea to go with. I have this great idea for immigration, but I want to start with this. So mm-hmm. I want to start Flatland, a new community. And... I wanted to ask you, like, what is one thing that you would add to that community to make it a utopia, to make it an example of how other communities should be? But honestly, the whole discussion before any of that is where you would put your community. You, are you getting what I'm saying? You understanding the concept here? Kind of, sort of. I think I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how you want to relate it to immigration. Oh, I don't. Forget it. Immigration oh. another time. I just have the people are coming to the border and we're, mm. we're, we're making overflow 
buildings here. Make them on the other side. Build the, the, the people are sitting on the other side of the border. Build infrastructure there so that they can patiently wait because mm. it is going to take time. Instead of bringing them into the country and then saying, oh my God, what are we going to do? They're in cages. Build infrastructure on the other side with Mexico so that we, they can live there. They can migrate to there. They can apply there. They can get something, education, housing, something there because we're spending billions here to house them. We could be spending billions on the other side of the border creating infrastructure that will help for generations to come. But I like this idea of a new community. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's a lot to unpack here. I'm going to I'm going to grab myself some some lemonade and I'm going to talk to you about this while I want I love it. I love it. Give it some thought. So what you have to think about in terms of immigration is oh, is what are what are you actually looking at solving? Cuz cuz again nothing. because what you're looking at is you're looking at a system in which you have a problem with people coming to the border, okay? Now, the question is, is it really a problem with people coming to the border and you're wanting them to stay on the other side of the border? Is it, or is the problem that they're even having to come to the border in the first place? Yes, it's that. It's that. It's that they're coming to the border, but they're coming to the border. So how are we going to handle that? Because it's happening. So, but why they're coming to the border is the problem of why they are at our border right now in so, the masses that they're in. So you've, you've seen a couple of different ideologies play out. Both of them have sucked. Why? <laughs> because neither of these ideologies have fixed the root cause. They don't want to fix the root cause because they want to spend the money on it so that they can filter that money into their own pockets in some way, shape, or form. The border wall was given... People were given contracts for the border wall. Who got the kickback from the bud from the contracts? You know, that's the question. It's not the border wall. Nobody fucking gave a fuck about the border wall. Donald Trump just knew he could siphon a lot of money from the border wall. Exactly. If you want to stop the flow of immigration, you have to solve the issue as to why people are immigrating in the first place. Of course, of course. And that's, and that's why they're here now is because we took away the funding for the Northern Triangle. And so what you end up having, what you end up having is, is you have this idea of, well, if we build a wall, it'll keep people out. Eh, that hasn't necessarily worked. Yeah. When you look at working migrant communities, what, is, what does that mean? People have come up, worked, gone back home. Now, people come up, they work, and it's harder for them to either get back home, number one, or get back in, number two. Exactly. So, what have you done? You've, you've now created a situation in which people feel that they have to stay. That's right. Okay. I so, hate that. So, I hate so that. that's what the border wall has done. All right. So, now that we've done that, now that we've talked about that, now you've got this issue of what are we going to do with people who are coming into this country seeking asylum? Okay, help, help them. But how do you help them? You stop. You. Oh, there's a. This fire. is this they're is running, exactly it. They're running you, away from a fire in their country. Take them in, help them, and help fix their country. You know what I mean? Do what you can with diplomacy to fix their country. And if the country doesn't want to be fixed, well, guess what? You got a bunch of immigrants on your hands that are now productive members of America. But to say that it's this, that it's this, you're either an immigrant an illegal immigrant or you're an American 
that's ridiculous. I don't, I don't see the border as a mm-hmm. border. I see it as a neutral zone. If, if people, if people are running to the finish line, Jeffrey, their goal is to get past it. Right. Right. But if, if people are running to a place of safety, they can now be safe and consider their options. If they could apply on their way here and, and, we could help them that way if there was an infrastructure there i mean i i have this great idea but you need to start building like towns and communities at the entrance to the border so that people have a safe place to wait and that's that's what's killing me it's they're they're either in kissing pages here or kids are refugees in mexico and they're dying eat both ways they're dying of the same mm -hmm. thing diseases and abuse and so Mm -hmm. how do we fix that how why can't we make that all infrastructure that goes around along the border and not in five minutes but over the course of time if we start it now and if we build apartment buildings to house them and companies to employ them and you know, and school to educate them and courts to bring them through safely on there and that side of the border with Mexico, it helps everybody. You know what I mean? And that's what I don't understand. That's where the cooperation between the two countries should be as, I think well, the, as well as fixing the origin countries. I think because the fundamental is, issue there is, is that that burden gets placed on, on two countries that mm. it, it, not, it shouldn't necessarily be their burden to fix, and but, that's the problem. It's, their, it's our burden right now. I mean, whether we do something or we ignore it, it's still a, mm-hmm. it's still a situation. I, I don't disagree, which is why you have to figure out what the what the fundamental issue is that's causing immigration from some of these Central American countries. Yes. And it has to be a coalition effort to fix the issue, and that's really the issue at hand is, is that it shouldn't be that the United States wants it fixed because we don't want people coming in. It shouldn't be that no. Mexico wants it fixed because they don't want people coming in. Right. It should be that the United States, Mexico, and whatever other countries in, in Latin America want it fixed. So that way, there isn't this urge to flee persecution, but rather, you know, it's different when you're going and looking for opportunity versus looking to escape, you know, the hell that has been brought on. There's a fire hose in my neighbor's yard and it's flooding our yards, Jeffrey. What are we going to do about it? We could put sandbags up to make sure the water doesn't come in or we could just go over there and fix the fire hose. Like go over to our neighbors and say, hey, your your hose, turn it off. <laughs> you know, and so that's now, the problem. So now the question is, is how do you how do you fix this fire hose? As, as fire well, hose. Wait, as well as uh, containing the people affected by it. So, so yes, you do have to, you know, if, if we're going to use the fire hose analogy, you do have to have a way of funneling the water in such a way that it's not going to a cause damage or be overwhelmed something else. Right. I don't think that that's an issue for us in terms of immigration, no. but we, we have entire empty states <clears throat> that could house people until their country is fixed. But that's the issue at hand is, is that, you know, how do you fix their country, quote unquote? What is it that they're actually leaving from? Is it because is it is it because its job opportunities are are few and far between? Is it because you have cartels that are running rampant, murdering people? Mm-hmm. Is it because the you know you have governments that are so corrupt that you can't manage to they can't manage to get anything under control because. Mm-hmm. Climate the change, answer, health, climate change, health, climate change, all of know, these things. 
you have to you have to look at it holistically and you have to figure out what that solution is the problem is is, is that the the problem there is is that it takes a while for that to get fixed yeah. and unless you start now stemming that issue it's only going to get worse so what you have to do is you have to figure out what you can put in there to help stabilize and overwhelmingly it's good paying jobs because people are lacking that opportunity. You're seeing that play out in the Middle East where uh, countries are devolving into civil war because of a lack of good paying jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And if people so, really want to wonder if, if, the, if it takes a, people want to know why they come here and how bad could their country be? We're still here. And a lot of us hated the way the country was for the last four years, but we didn't leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It takes so much to leave your homeland to go somewhere where you know you're going to be persecuted, abused, and denied. You know, right? Like, there's this saying: oh, "The uh, the bravest make the journey; the strongest survive." So why wouldn't we want those people in our country? You know what I mean? But what I think is that we need to start a cooperation. I've always said this in America cooperation that this hemisphere this side of the earth mm -hmm. you know and yes we need to take care of we need to take care of each other canada needs to support us in helping these immigrants because it only benefits it only benefits right. but the, the, what we have right now is we're just we're just letting people in without knowing their skills without anything we don't know anything about them we're like all right or well, we're not letting them in, and then they are ending up dying in the desert or dying right. on the other side of the border. the the questions The questions that we have to answer are how do we how do we migrate away from a system that we're currently having problems with, mm -hmm. and form a system that's actually going to work better? Yeah, because the issue at hand that you know some of the issue at hand is is that we have fundamental problems with China. And those fundamental problems are not getting fixed. Fucking China. And we, what we either have to do is we either have to say, you know what, we're pulling our money, we're pulling our resources, and we're going to invest in our neighbors. That's totally because they're more aligned. They're more aligned with our views. I mean, Biden said it himself earlier this week. You know, President Xi doesn't have a democratic bone in his body. No, nor should he. He's a communist. And he's not even a nope. communist. He's a communist nationalist. Like, like <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not even. They're not even like anywhere close to what I would call a communist, right? Or what any system would call communist. So, hmm. you have you know, so you have that issue of, you know, China is able to do what they are able, what they're doing because they are benefiting off of our money. Right. Yes. I thought that this week that we are giving money to China so that they can oppress people, but they couldn't do that without our money. You know, Yep. like Russia right now is building up, uh, well, the pipeline's 90% done to Germany and Biden's like, we don't like, I think it was Blinken that was like, we don't like this pipeline because you're going to be giving money to Russia and Russia is going to continue to be a, an oppressive force in this world. Can you not do that? And Germany's like, it's like ninety percent done, dude. You know, <laughs> like, what do you want us to do? You, you guys were assholes, and we couldn't depend on you anymore. So we had to make our own way. We're making our own way, and now you get a new administration that's like, please don't do that. 
you can't tell Germany they can't survive, but I don't like the idea of them paying Russia for all of their gas, you know, <laughs> I don't like right. that at all. You know, and that's, and that's just it. This is where, you know, what we need to do is, in a way, it's a new race that we have to have. And that in this, this new arms race is clean energy, really. It can be. Okay. I think it, I think it should be. It doesn't matter. It's just the point is to divert the money that's going to China to this hemisphere, to... I don't know if I'm using the word hemisphere right, so I'm always like... Yeah, you are. Okay. I mean... I mean, that's, that's, you know, to, to, to our, I believe they called it the Marshall plan, our, our sphere of influence, which was mm-hmm. the side of the, this side of the, the world. Yeah. I just think we oh. need to redirect the money and it can go to Canada. You know, it can go to Alaska. It can go to Mexico, wherever, wherever we can get, wherever it fits, wherever it fits, build a sun kissed plant in, in Guatemala. I don't care. You know what I mean? Right. If it fits the scenario, do it. Cause I think that's awesome, but create things in the right way, like proper pay union jobs, like insurance, like help the people get back on their, right. feet, you know what I mean? You know, and that's, and that's just it is, is that unless we start creating those jobs over here, you know, mm-hmm. the oppression that you see, happening in china like in the uyghur community oh my god i hate to say it we're we're funding it by our 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 purchase of those goods and Mm -hmm. what you've seen is you've seen some nice lip service about how we're going to support you know freedom and democracy and blah 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 Mm -hmm. we aren't doing shit about addressing the uyghurs it's it's a very it's a very nice mouth moving game it really is yeah. It's fantastic. And just remember, everybody, I want you to know that that is, what province, what province is that? But that's where Mulan was filmed. And that's mm-hmm. why people were boycotting Mulan. Not because it wasn't a great fucking movie, which I haven't seen, because it supports fucking oppression of the Uyghurs in China. Okay? So you got you to gotta understand that Disney made a movie cheaply with communist China in uh, the province where the Uyghurs are being oppressed. And that's why we don't watch Mulan. Not because it is a bad movie or because we don't like immigrants or the Chinese people. It's a great movie. It's a great concept. Mulan, the original, was one of my favorites, the cartoon, because I loved her her female dominant presence. She was just so cool. So I have nothing against Mulan, but I don't like where the movie was filmed. So I'm not going to support it. I'm not going to give it my money. Right. You know, and that's... And that's just it. Is is that you? Ha- but now you have China staring down the barrel of of Taiwan. You mm-hmm. saw the largest incursion of Chinese forces in Taiwanese airspace. Japan has literally reinterpreted their constitution to say that they could defend allies, and it would be uh, a method of defending themselves. It is so. Japan would be able to go to the defense of Taiwan. Okay. I just, like, what I learned was there was a war in China, and the one guy took over, and the other guy uh, fled to Taiwan and created his oppressive government there. And the people in Taiwan were like, this sucks, get out. So, so Taiwan has been like just, I mean, they've been treated like shit. People think this stuff in the past happened thousands of years ago, but you got to remember that even California was Mexico in 1850, and that was like 170 years ago. So it's like yeah. two generations, that, you know, 
we got to remember that stuff and like yeah and this is and 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 the 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 more recent history of of china and taiwan really starts at about 1949 <laughs> right israel's only been around since then since yeah what 47 48 right and we think that the, the that's my problem with israel damn it you took over a part of a country <laughs> you fought and then you built your encampment there but i mean i just think that like the state of Israel is kind of like a fortress, like <laughs> defending its area. But okay, I'm sorry. I digress. It's just all this stuff happens all around the world and people think it's set in stone because it's history. But it, that doesn't, that's not true. You know, and that's, and the funny part is, is that, you know, even with China, you have a bunch of countries surrounding China, around China that are, have huge problems with them. You've got Malaysia that's, you know, starting to, kick uh chinese fishing boats out of their waters singapore's had issues uh indonesia's had issues south korea is is had issues yeah. vietnam has huge issues i mean the country that we fought you know against for 20 years is now friends with us because of china that's right. the that's the crazy part right north korea could literally be shut down in a second by china yep I mean, that's that's where it's at, uh, you know. I mean, India and Pakistan, like the 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 military leader of Pakistan just came out what maybe a week before, saying that you know th that Pakistan and India need to bury the hatchet. Yep, they do. Because why? China has been a problem to both of them. Yes. Like China. you have, you have countries that have been fighting each other for fifty years, saying, you know. I think we got a bigger problem on our hands. We need to put our shit away. Yes, because what China is doing all over the world is what we were doing, that people complained about policing the world, building infrastructure in, in countries so that they could be stable and wouldn't affect us in a military way. But China came in in Trump's absence of pulling back and said, we'll build you a road. And so, yeah places in africa and in the middle east said yeah we need a road thank you and then china went cool here's your road by the way now you owe us for that road and they've been doing that unabashedly because the united states is pushing isn't pushing back you know mm -hmm. and so china is trying to fill the void of our presence but they're 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 doing it in a mob sort of way you know what i mean here here you go here's your gift by the way now you owe me you know Mm-hmm. And that's and that's going to continue. And mm -hmm. and the reality is is that when you look at the fact that we're having to build new chip making plants in our country because of China, yep. it shouldn't just be our country. We should be able to make chip plants, you know, we should be able to have chip plants in Mexico or Guatemala or wherever. Wherever we should it's be most convenient and the products are easiest to get to in this hemisphere, yes. And, and and wherever you have a plentiful workforce, because that's yes. that's really what the issue is going to be, is, is that there is a plentiful workforce. And if there's a plentiful mm -hmm. workforce and there is something that can be supplied, you're going to overpower these cartels because yeah. people, people don't want to spend their lives working in fear that they're going to get shot. No, and nobody wants to go out and shoot people on a daily basis. You know what right. I mean? You know, and that's just it. Is is that when you look at what some of these places are doing, where they're legalizing marijuana, and it's now becoming harder for people to get, you know, some of these other drugs because, well, they don't want the other drugs. 
you have a more stable economy, you'll have a more stable workforce, you'll have a more stable production or manufacturing or whatever it is that, you know, we can do within the hemisphere to partner with our, our neighbors and create shorter supply lines that allow us to, to make more goods in this area. Like there is really no good reason why we shouldn't be working with Central and South America to get past some of these issues that have developed with with China. I would rather invest in our neighbors and deal, you know, hopefully get past some of you know the cartel issues that we currently have through legalization. Because what's going to happen to the cartels if you have this mass legalization like you're starting to see? The cartels aren't going to have the same kind of power that they have. Right. Especially when you've got good paying jobs as well as, you know, the illegal drug trade. Sure. There's always going to be illegal trade, but without cooperation, it just runs rampant, you know? But even then, you know, with even if, when you legalize all of this stuff, now you have a legal trade. And so these cartels aren't going to have the same the same power because that money is you know you're making money based off of the risk there and if there's no risk it's not as profitable so couple that you know couple that demand with the fact that you will have whatever new processing and manufacturing plants right. you know within the same hemisphere you effectively stabilize an area yeah. and you then start to fix the whole quote unquote immigration issue. Like I can appreciate, you know, wanting to, you know, build more buildings to house the overflow, but kind of like what we talked about this, this more government involvement when you don't fix the systemic problem, all you do is have it enforced against a group of people more than if you would have actually just fixed the problem. The problem is, is, is that, you know, as you make drug trade legal, that takes the teeth away from cartels. As you mm. invest in opportunities like chip making, like manufacturing, like any number of things, be mm -hmm. it from automobiles to green energy, though, those opportunities make their economy stable. Sure. I'm just thinking of the old West scenario though, like build it because it's needed. You know what I mean? People are going to that spot. We should build something, you know what I mean? And once you get businesses that are, once you have the people, a business will see that they have labor and, you know, and so they'll move there, but then you need to police to protect the businesses. And so that's how the old West was formed. And I'm not saying people should stay there. I'm just saying that, if you build it on that side, they will go there and be safe, and then they can apply, and then we can find out more about them. What if we get we get a whole bunch of people from El Salvador that are fleeing because of hurricanes destroyed their farms, but now we have a whole bunch of farmers here. We wouldn't know that if we knew that. If we knew that, then we could we could be like, hey, yay, we got a whole bunch of farms that need to be fixed, you know. Well, and, and that's just and that's just it is is that you know. But it's it's a whole approach. It's not one thing or the other. It's both of those things I think that need to be done. Well, and and you also have to change the perception too of you know what what legal immigration and what you know migrant immigration looks like. The the constant argument of they're coming here to take our jobs, yeah, because you know. 
you know, being a janitor for $8 an hour, mowing lawns in 110 degree heat and, you know, going out and working in ag fields. Yeah. You're totally taking those jobs. No, you're not, No, but they are. And they're not doing, you know, the vast majority of them aren't doing it under the table. Mm. And the funny part is, is that there have been more Republicans and Republican donor companies that have been caught doing under the table deals yeah. with immigrants, you know, quote unquote, illegal immigrants, as they like to call them. Right. There have been more cases of that happening, whereas if you have, you know, legal migrant work. Yeah, yes. they're paying taxes here in this country. Guess what? Yeah. That happens. That happens. And the reason you hit it on the head in the first statement you made, the reason that they're here is because they can't commute. They can't commute from their country to this country. And mm -hmm. it's more of a risk going back and forth over a border than it is to stay here at night so they can go to work the next day. But yeah, we're employing them. It's not the it's not the immigrants' fault that a that a company employs illegal immigrants right it's, right it's the country's fault for labeling them illegal immigrants <laughs> well, and, and it's the it's the employer's fault for yeah. wanting to do deals under the table because here's the reality is is that if you allow them to be migrant workers they have to pay their taxes just yeah. like everybody else does but when you are paying them under the table you're the reason why they're not paying taxes that's right that's not that's not on them. That's on you for being a shady fuck. Now, we can have our discussion as to, you know, what I think the government needs to do and in either collecting or not collecting taxes. That's a different principle altogether. But the idea that somehow they're they're taking our jobs and our benefits and not paying any taxes, right. well, if you're hiring them under the table, that's kind of the way that it works. And <laughs> yeah. that's like being surprised that you're like, well, if I hit my hand with a hammer, it's going to hurt. So you put a hammer in your hand and you go, I wonder what this does. And you hit your hand. <laughs> well, and it, there's this other assumption that self-fulfilling prophecies. It's, it's based on the fact that if they weren't here, you would want the job that they are doing. And I don't think that's true in a lot of cases. I think no. if, if all the immigrants went back to the countries they came from and white people had to do those jobs, they'd be like, hell no, not for that salary. I'm not doing that. And that's yeah. the issue. You wouldn't do that for 70 hours a week for the rest of your life for the money that they're getting paid, you know? No, you would not. You absolutely would not. And that's and that's the hilarity of it is, is that they don't want, you know, these people don't want to take those jobs and then they want to complain about them not paying taxes while they pay them under the table to avoid paying tax. Right. And we see we see And then you're going to blame them for it. That's that's the that's the hilarity of the situation is is that yeah. they literally want to blame someone else for the exact shit that they're pulling projection much right well deflection you're not paying attention to the real issue if you're deflection if you're deflection off. is a form of pr projection oh sure yeah 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 they go together don't they yeah and i think people see immigrants make something of themselves and they don't like that 
They, they say, I've been working hard my whole life, and look at this guy getting ahead. It's because he's working harder, because he's taking the jobs he's given, because he's not sitting on his ass in the basement waiting for the golden shoot to be handed to him, and he's not trying to become TikTok famous. He's saving his money. He's living in squalor. He's eating crap food so that he can send money back to where he came from so that he can build a life for himself here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so... I think people have to realize that a lot of people just work hard for what they have. And that's how you get what you want is by working for it, not guessing at it. Well, and, the, and the other thing, too, is, is that, you know, people like to complain about, you know, oh, well, they're just saving money and they're just sending it back to Mexico. That's partially true, maybe. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. But also, too, they live in those communities. They work in those mm -hmm. communities. That means they buy groceries in those communities. They pay rent in those communities. Yeah. They are actually doing something within that community that that money is staying in. That's right. And so that's the, idea that, the idea that they are literally just a drain is absolutely hilarious because yes. that's not true in any regard. Like all, you know, whereas what are some of these people doing? They're literally hoarding as much money as they can to move somewhere else yeah. and spend their money there. It's like, it's like, you're literally blaming them for the same, for the shit that you yourself are pulling and you need to pull your head out of your ass. That's right. And stop blaming these people for that. Yes. Some of them are taking money and saving it and putting it in, in, you know, back to their families down in, in Central America. Right. But they are spending a vast majority of their money here in the states. Hey, a lot of people in this in this country have a four hundred one k, which is tax deferred, and you're putting it in there for your retirement, right? That's all that the people in Mexico are doing. They're sending money back to their country for land, for mm. for a better life for their family, but eventually so they can retire. And I mm. know to to an immigrant that I've worked with and talked with, and I've worked in the industrial industry a long time and i've met mm -hmm. them would you rather have you this same job in life here or back in your country of origin and every single one of them said i miss my country i want to be home with my family i just can't earn a, earn the money there that's why i'm here earning the money for my family so and then and and that's the other thing is is that all the things that they're doing benefit our infrastructure yeah, but benefit I, us. That, that that makes our food cheaper. That makes our roads yeah. run smoother. It makes our electricity more mm -hmm. efficient. It like the idea that they're literally just sucking things away from us is absolutely hilarious. But when we look at what China's doing with us, we're doing the that same is exactly thing. The, that is exactly what's happening. They're literally yeah. draining that. Granted, we are we're getting something back. The reality is is that we're getting more back from our migrant community. Yeah, because they're living here, they're working here, they're spending their money here. Yeah, and shortening the supply chain. Their money is going from here to the same hemisphere. If you scale that up to countries, you're absolutely right. We're giving money to China to do disastrous things to other countries. <laughs> now, and that's and that is and that is the that is the caveat in all of this is is that I have no problem with the Chinese people. In fact, the Chinese cohorts that I went to school with are some were some of the coolest people that I got to hang out with. I'm, yeah. My problem is with the Chinese government. The government. Just yeah. like my problem is with the US government. I have but a I problem do. with government. And that's and that's the and that is the issue at hand. Is I fundamentally have a problem with all these different governments. 
I have a problem with the Canadian government. I have a problem with the Mexican government. I have a problem with the UK government. I have a problem with the EU. I have a problem with the UN. Fundamentally, I think my problem is just with authority. <laughs> and uh, unless you have, if you have more than one person, then you're going to have a diverse diversity in in mm-hmm. that. So yeah, there is good people. There's bad people. That's cliche, but that's true. But good people are generally people that are prospering, and and people that are committing crimes often are the ones that are left out. And we have to remember that and create prosperity unilaterally because people that have jobs and insurance and family and love and support aren't out there just willy-nilly committing crimes of convenience some of them are because some of them are there's a variety there Mm -hmm. is people that like to do things like that but generally if you want to remove 95 percent of the crime you need to create equality in prosperity I would have less of a problem with the Chinese government if you didn't have the Uyghur genocide happening. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have these military incursions that are threatening global peace. I mean, I have a problem with us doing it too. I want to make that very clear. I think that the U.S. is doing it just as often as Russia or China. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, and that's another thing. Russia needs to knock it off too. We all need to knock it the fuck off. This idea that yeah. we need to start beating each other up to show who's more powerful is what we were basically doing in the sixties by pulling our dicks out and measuring it with, you know, nuclear bombs. Right. This is no different. I think it was, I thought it was stupid then. I think it's stupid now. Like what we need to be doing is racing to invest in world infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, we had the space race because science was cool. Now we need to have. Now we need to have the green race. Yeah, we do. I love that idea. I, I love the idea of. I love the idea of being able to challenge Russia and China and India and the EU and Africa to say, "I bet you America can do this better." It's our market. Show it. us. Show us, and have it be a race to see who can make the most green energy. Yes. And the thing is, is if you believe in green energy, it's a great idea. If you don't believe in it, then you have to respect the fact that we're creating a market out of thin air that can be a global moneymaker for the United States simply by creating a market. So either way, going green makes sense. Even if you believe in it or don't, the economics of it is valid is what I'm saying. And I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with governments if they said, you can go where you want to go. If you don't believe in our ideals, you're free to go to another country. What I have an, an issue with is the fact that China says you have to stay here and you have to like what we do. I don't and you like have to that. vote for the only party on the ticket. Right. I mean, granted, you know, <laughs> as a libertarian, I pretty much feel the same way. It's just that I have two parties to choose from that suck. Instead of just one. But I mean, North Korea, I would have no problem with North Korea being North Korea if they opened their border and said, if you don't want to be North Korean, go. And if you do, come on in. You know, this is how we are. Like, I don't have a problem with um, Washington State saying, we're going to be the state of guns. You want a gun? You come here. And all the other states saying, okay, we're going to decide for ourselves. California saying, I don't want guns in my state. We're going to be the anti-gun state. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is people being stuck in that, you know, mm-hmm. and not given the option to choose. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I have a problem fundamentally with the fact that the limitations that 
you know, that states are putting on that versus the federal limitations on that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not even the federal limitations. It's literally the constitution that all the states are supposed to abide by. Yeah. Like, like, for example, when it comes to economies, like if, if Washington, Oregon, California want to be democratic socialist, because that's what they think is going to work. Hey, by all means, y'all go for it. Montana, you know, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, they want to be as libertarian as possible and not have, you know, any, you know, hardly any government involvement. Great. Go for it. The problem is, is, is that the amount of involvement that gets put in place, you ultimately see things get pushed underground. That's why if you decide to be as anti-gun as possible, the gun market's just going to get pushed underground. Hmm. I agree. It's kind of like it's kind of like how drugs, them being illegal, didn't make them go away. The drug market just got pushed underground, and as all of these states start to pass abortion laws, abortion's not going to go away. It's just going to go underground. Yeah, and it's going to end up being your privileged sixteen-year-old princess that's going into a back alley to get a coat hanger shoved in a vagina because she can't go to a decent doctor. Or it'll be, or it'll be the. You know, the governor's daughter being able to go get an abortion because it's the governor's daughter, whereas your everyday average person is, well, unable to. Because that's what government does. Government allows itself privileges that the ordinary man doesn't get. Yeah, I don't know. I just... Well, I mean, you you saw it, you saw it, you saw it this week in the news with one of the senators, you know, they got all their voting done. They got pulled over by the cops for speeding. She flashed her congressional pin. They were on their merry way. I didn't see that, but I agree with it, that that's how it is. That is is what happens with government and why fundamentally I have (laughs) issues with it. I, I would love to honestly know is if, if any of the, if there was a black senator that got that, you know, Hey, he gets pulled over by Capitol Police. Does he get to flash his congressional pin and just get to go? Sure. What about House reps? Sure. Do black do black House reps get that privilege? Sure. Do they use it? Probably not. Probably scared to death. What I hate is the linear thought that abortion bad, illegal abortion. That does make that's like immigration bad. Uh, make immigration illegal. It's so linear. And weed it's just, bad. Make weed yeah, illegal. Yeah, I just don't get that, right? So then they're like, guns bad. Make guns illegal. Now hold on. Right. But here's the thing, and I'm going to say this because Full Metal Jacket taught me two lessons in life. And one was don't change because the sergeant will beat you harder. Don't change your mind, you know? And the second one was the mistake of the single can often be the fault of the many you know gomer sat there with a donut in his locker and the drill sergeant found it and he made everybody else do push-ups while gomer ate that donut right and so in a in a very military way i think until you can regulate the people that have guns as gun owners as if gun owners can't regulate (coughs) other gun owners you're going to have somebody trying to regulate them because you're killing people. And I'm sorry. It's like what I said about, I said to Joe, when a white person picks on a black person, he's not picking on you. That's your brother picking on a black person. And you should be embarrassed about that. And I feel the same way about guns. If somebody is killing people with a gun, 
it reflects poorly on you and you got to fix it before somebody else does. And I'm asking gun owners to fix it. Come to a consensus, get together as a group and come up with a, a, an amendment to the constitution that would favor everything that we need. And that's, and, and, and that's what I've told people is, is that, you know, the problem that we have, if we don't fix it as gun owners somebody's going to fix it for us and we ain't going to get much of a say in it. Right. And that's where reality, that's right. Reality is not going to sit there right now because currently you don't have enough people to force a constitutional amendment. You don't have enough, but you need to start building towards it. <laughs> oh, I guarantee you there, you there are people that are, there are people that are building towards it. And Good. I do think that at some point, I do think at some point what's going to end up happening is, is that the left is going to get enough people to force a change and the right's going to throw a fit. Well, they are. They've already proposed it. They've already proposed it. It's going through. And that's that's what I'm talking about. But we're stuck on voting rights, so we're never going to discuss this other bill that they're going to they're gonna get rid of the filibuster to move voting rights and then suddenly find it convenient to still use that for gun rights. And that's the scary thing. But oh, again, yeah. if you're not regulating yourself, look, I love smoking weed. The problem is, is weed is illegal because some doofus 15-year-old said, oh, weed made me kill someone. And that's the problem, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, and, and, some, and some other moron was like, weed is good. Right. And I like PCP, so weed and PCP is great. Right, and that's the problem is that the, st the, the stereotypes that are built around the actual thing is bigger than the thing itself. Yeah, racism, people are racist. Why? Because they never had to sit in a fucking house with five black people for a month. Just do it, and you will realize you don't have any racist bone in your body. They're awesome people. But the fact that you don't know them and you're being told what they are makes you scared of them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's about everything. Ilhan Omar is my favorite person on the planet, but that's because I choose to learn about her before she's in my face, right? <laughs> right. You know, and that's just it is, is that I see a bunch of people who are, I, I see a bunch of people who want to yell sheep, but all they do is tow their party line. Yeah. And, and, and they don't buck their party line because if they do, they'll get slaughtered like fucking sheep. I'm saying build a policy within your party line that benefits people. You can't just be against something forever or somebody will be for something. And what that for thing is, that's the problem I have with Democrats is because Republicans aren't offering me another option. You know what I mean? And that's my problem. I have no other option but Joe Biden because he's the sane one in the room. And when I look around the landscape, I think to myself, is there another politician that can take over Joe Biden's place once Joe Biden is gone that won't destroy the world? And I don't see one on either side. I don't see a, I don't see a, the candidate in 2024 not being radically opposed to 75 and 85% of what I believe in. And and that's the reality is is that as you get these louder, more radical voices, that's what our choices are going to be. Yeah, that sucks, right? I mean, when you're hoping for Bernie Sanders, when ten years ago you were like, "Hell no, Bernie Sanders!" You know? Yeah, Bernie Sanders is going to be the sane one in the room, right? You know? When when Elizabeth Warren is the calm, cool, and collected one, you have a problem. You know? But that's just it, is, is that we're going to see the rise of louder voices. That's already becoming clear, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, but, and, but only but, because people are egging you on to hate the other side because your money falls out. Fox mm -hmm. News does what they do. Look, Fox News said 
in court and on the record that no intelligent person would ever consider what they said the truth. They said it in court, and you can go look that up. But they're saying what they're saying simply because your money falls out of your pockets. Yeah, I mean, even even the one of Trump's lawyers who pushed the conspiracy theories just Sydney Powell, posited, yeah. yeah, she just posited the same thing in that no reasonable person would believe that her election fraud claims were real. I'm going. Right. So you want to scream it at the top of your lungs, but then claim that no reason. So what right. you're doing is you're gaslighting your own party, saying that they're not reasonable. That's right, but it's it's it turns Fox News into a series of The Simpsons. Right? right? Like, don't take... You're not, you're not living your life based on the philosophies of Family Guy. Right? So you right. shouldn't be doing it in the fictional entertainment industry of Fox News. But that's where we are. Is, that's is that, where we are. You know, these sensationalist things sell eyeballs. And they're good at selling eyeballs. And that sells ad money. So yeah. rather than actually selling news, they sell things and then when they finally get sued... Do the whole, well, no reasonable person would. Right. Okay, well, if you call yourself news, what you're expecting is, is that there are people that will reasonably take what you say yeah. as truth. But we're not news. We just say we're news. But we're not there, news. We call ourselves Fox News, but we're actually an entertainment corporation. And that's what's funny. It's, called, it's like Mad TV, right? Or uh, Mad Magazine. Yeah, yeah. Mad Magazine was a magazine, but you shouldn't take it seriously. <laughs> Right. Or the onion and how yep. many people and how many people, f but the thing was, is right. that the onion was so weird and over the top that, you know, once upon a time, there was no way that you could take it seriously. And, right. and every once in a while, people would get busted by them. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, in, and then for a while there, people started finding the onion. They thought it was actually news because right. the news was just that crazy. And that's the problem we have is this. Somebody said it, that we've leveled the the media landscape the information landscape and now we're disproportionately benefiting misinformation because it's easier to create and there's less regulation on it yep anybody can say fire but it takes a real news organization to uh confirm it you know what i mean right I mean, even South Park managed to make fun of it and said, you know, in that one episode, it's like, and, and we're, we're reporting cases of looting, yeah. murder and rape. Oh my God. There are people actually raping each other. No, no, no. We haven't seen it. We're just we're, reporting we're it. Just reporting it. <laughs> yeah. I just watched that episode. That's fucking hilarious. And but that's, but that's what it's become is, is that, you know, you have five minutes of maybe facts mm. and 55 minutes of people spouting their opinions. On yeah. It. That's my problem. That's why we're a full two hours of spouting opinions. Exactly. <laughs> but Hey, that's the thing is I'm never telling anybody. This is what they have to think. I'm always asking people if I'm right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Are Jews, are, is Judaism a, a religion or is it a race? It could be both. Half religion. Thank you for helping me with that. You know what I mean? It's you not know, like, I hate Jews because they're a race. <laughs> right. And, and, the, and the reality is, is that, you know, even with as much uh, as I know, there are still places where it's like, I have to step back and say, you know, I could talk on it, but I don't know enough to actually foster good thought and good conversation right. without having someone else that would actually know. 
I mean, yeah. I, I consider myself incredibly blessed to be able to, to be able to know and understand the things that I do right. and have the capacity to learn things insanely quickly. But even still, there is a line that you can't cross because you'll just be issuing conjecture and that doesn't yeah. do anything to help solve problems. I agree. I agree. But we have to get past the, the, the getting mad first. Like, what did you say? I'm mad. Wait, how do I defend that? We have to get past right. that and we have to just right. realize that some people have their own opinions and they share them way too much, but they're sharing them because you're reacting to them. And if you don't react to them, they'll just share them with the people that do. Exactly. I love it. So you have been doing this every week. Do you know this? So I'm going to ask you, we've done action and we've done horror. Mm -hmm. I need another movie from you in a different genre. I guess. Ooh. I know. It's almost like recommendations, uh, by the way. Anime. Ooh, okay. Because I, I do like good anime. I don't have um, a favorite anime movie, honest to God. I don't know when. Uh, I strongly recommend you check out uh, Hayao Miyazaki movies then. Okay. Um, some some of the good ones are Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, that's a movie? Because I, yeah. I watched that. I thought it was a series. Nope, it's a movie. Okay. Uh, Castle in the Sky is great. Princess Mononoke is always a good choice. Um, Kiki's Delivery Service is fantastic. Uh, but I'm going to have to go with Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. It is an absolutely fantastic anime. It's so wholesome, so good. That changes everything. I thought it was just the longest episode ever, but it wasn't. It was a movie. Yeah. I There's that. even a book. <laughs> so. Hey, I, I watched... Uh, rabbit hole on hbo max and it is mm. the story of QAnon. It, i mean i think it's still an ongoing series but yeah it it, it explains a lot of it and just mm. i don't know if it explains a lot it talks mainly about the guys that created image boards and you know hn mm. and 4chan and that you know the battle between all the chans and how a chan mm. was called a chan and uh, so it was interesting to me nobody really cares in the q support community nobody really cares about q it's just another person saying stupid things like any of the seven billion people of us why are we focused on this guy q you know i feel like going uh this is a j drop you know <laughs> right <laughs> so but i still recommend watching it just i mean i i was nervous that my mind was going to be like like I'd hear something and go, Oh my God, Q is right. And there was a lot of, well, Q predicted this, you know, like Q, Q predicted, predicted this, but there's also, Hey, guess what? Q predicted a bunch of stuff that you didn't even take seriously. So, mm. yeah. Well, I suppose, man, uh, I know. Right. Okay. How's, how's moving castle. I love it. How's moving castle. I love you, Jeffrey. Love you too. I we think that's it. Do you have anything else? I don't. Okay. Well, go check us out on Amazon Music and Audible, by the way. I don't know if I told you, we moved to Red Circle. I started the conversation off before you got here saying, we moved to Red Circle because SoundCloud wasn't the best fit for us anymore, and we have a chance to make money and uh, get more attention. So I'm excited about that. We're going to have, hopefully, we're going to have some better analytics for Jeffrey to go through and look at. I'm excited. Yeah. You know, I went to uh, Spotify. We signed up for Spotify like three months ago, and I was like, 
I, they made me go there to change something, you know, to redirect my hosting. And I was like, what are my stats on there? And we had like thousands and thousands of listens on Spotify, but it never reported to SoundCloud. So I never knew that Spotify should be promoted more because we didn't have those stats. But now we will on our new, on our new um, nice. platform. So I'm excited how you uh, how you work the stats. I don't know how stats are going to make us better, but I do know that I need people's support because once we get to a thousand subscribers, we can start creating video podcasts, and I really want to create video podcasts. Nice. I know. I'm so excited. I love you, Jeffrey. Go get some rest. Thanks for getting what the vaccine. You? you too, man. We'll catch you later. <laughs> love you, back. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. I, poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit. Moving forward, how much you can take it and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome to Public Access America. Yes, we can. Now on Instagram and SoundCloud. We wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher Smart Radio app, Potable, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.